Hello and welcome to the RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla, Rotary District 5810. This is your day seven pregame show. I'm Greg Tupper. My co-host tonight is the man they call Josie, Andrew Josie Utz. Well, hello, Greg. This is the day seven pregame show. This is we should we should have like done this like live from day seven. <laughs> that would have been do, do, do. that would have been like such like honestly poor production value because it's like <laughs> what are we gonna and, and like I feel like going to watch a podcast be recorded <laughs> has to be one of the least exciting like spectator experiences possible. At least exciting for the spectator, but most exciting for the listener, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. But especially this podcast, which is like <laughs> ostensibly just like two dudes talking about what they found on the Harvard Business Review or whatever. That's so true. Like, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, this is your your day seven uh, uh, pregame show. Uh, day seven for uh, Camp Ryle 2022 is uh, this Saturday. We're recording this uh, November 15th. It is on November 19th. Is that what Saturday is? Peek behind the curtain. It is November 19th. Okay. Wow. There's still time wow. to sign up, campers. There is still time to sign up if you're hearing our voice right now, and it's not December 19th. <laughs> Or, or so. November 19th. Actually, um, yeah, November 19th. Actually, you know what? If it is November 19th, just show up. You That's have my true. permission. Just show up. It's fine. Um, anyway, this is your, uh, this is uh, the RylaCast, the official podcast, Camp Ryla, Rotary District 5810. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. Coming up here in just a little bit, we are going to talk with our friend Alyssa Larson about uh, her thing, what she's doing out there in Colorado. Uh, and her Ryla story and her cat. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a little bit. But first, Josie, uh, let's do a check in on Clemson football. Uh, man, it's loaded. It's loaded, right? Because uh, we've had a great couple years. So I can't, I, I have to be grateful. It's a loaded question, Greg. It is a loaded question. That's why I do this. No, no, no. We won't sit <laughs> here just discussing DJ versus Kate or anything like that. Everything's uh, well, good. What and we will do fun. is uh, is is uh, I'm going to call for the ball and uh, for the big segment. Is that OK? Yeah, that's OK. Tell us everything that's wrong with Mizzou athletics. Oh, buddy, we've got oh, this is the podcast is not long <laughs> enough for that. Um, but all of that is to say uh, I'm going to do something very dangerous in this um, in this first segment. And that is I'm going to speak about something that I have a an only decent grasp on okay okay and 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 as soon as i say what it is you're going to understand what i mean josie let's talk about cryptocurrency Uh, okay (laughs) i am locked in (laughs) okay uh first of all i want to apologize uh profusely from the jump to our friend Kat Kuzmeskis for what's about to happen. She is okay. pounding the table she right is now. So, she is just gripping the arms of her <laughs> chair right now. She's going to be so fierce. Kat, if you didn't know, like works in the blockchain like sphere and is like super smart about this kind of stuff and has forgotten more about cryptocurrency than we will ever know. Combined. <laughs> uh, so she's going to hate this. You might as well turn this off, Kat. Yeah. Okay. Are you are you a crypto guy? Do you have any cryptocurrency? Um, I do not. Okay, neither do I. Okay, but uh, it does it does interest me because I think that there is, um, 
it's it's an interesting concept to me. I have a I have a this is a weird flex. Uh, <laughs> I have a minor in economics. Okay. So I have like a very like passing interest in the idea of like monetary policy and things like that. And um, I agree with some of the things that this that cryptocurrency is trying to solve, like with fiat currency, et cetera, et cetera. All that said. So, but here's what I'm going to do is I want to talk about the big thing in the news about cryptocurrency. And I'm going to try to explain it in a way that is going to allow us to make a point. Okay. I have so, never been more into an episode okay. of the Rila cast. All right. Are you familiar or have you heard anything about FTX? I, I have heard the name. Okay. Yes. So FTX, and I'm going to try to use layman's term, and I swear Kat Kismeskis <laughs> is going to beat me senseless. But the way to think about um, the uh, – so, so FTX was – was i can say was spoiler alert uh a company and it was a platform through which you could trade cryptocurrency okay it was a cryptocurrency trading platform and it was the second largest in the world um the second largest in the world uh, basically it was it's an exchange platform and basically from what i understand I would compare it to like in in the in the modern or in the kind of standard uh, financial services. I would compare it to something like E Trade, or I would compare it to something like Vanguard, or something where it's a platform through which you can trade things. And it was like, oh, it's low trading, like low trading fees and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So like it like a third party. Yeah, it's like a third party over which you can trade cryptocurrency. Okay. okay. All right. So it was started by a gentleman by the name of uh, Sam Bankman-Fried is his name. Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, people call him SBF, which is not helpful because of too many acronyms. Uh, but Sam Bankman-Fried kind of became a bit of a celebrity and kind of became in many respects like the face of cryptocurrency. Um, and he um, – so he – he like went to MIT. He's from Silicon Valley, and he became kind of like he became for, like kind of he was going to Washington and talking about like regulating cryptocurrency and things like that. Like he was kind of the the face of cryptocurrency. And to discuss why we're talking about FTX in the past tense, we need to talk a little bit about um, another company that he had, which was uh, uh, Alameda Research, which is essentially like a hedge fund. Okay, he has a hedge fund. And so he had this cryptocurrency um, uh, platform in FTX, and he had a hedge fund in Alameda Research. So one of the things that they did was that they was that, and this is not uncommon, but these platforms, they have, um, a, they, they will offer a coin, okay, their own cryptocurrency. And the cryptocurrency coin for FTX is called FTT. I know this is terrible <laughs> branding, but it is it's called FTT. And the way that it was explained to me, as far as the way I read, read about it, was you got to think of it kind of like frequent flyer miles in the sense that if you use FTX, then, hey, you know what? You make these trades. Here's some FTT, uh, some some coin that, you know, it'll raise in value and things like that. And and then, hey, it's just a little bonus. Then maybe, hey, that'll go up and you'll have a little bit of bonus bonus crypto, right? Do you know what I mean? Right, uh, right. Are you with Are you with me so far? I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm hanging on by a thread, but I'm with you. You're with me. Okay. So what ends up happening is that in early November, 
there was an article that came out about, that really called into question Sam Bankman-Fried's whole empire. Essentially, what he was saying was that his hedge fund was really tied up in that most of their assets were tied up in that FTT. It was in that coin. So essentially what he was doing was kind of just moving money around and making it seem like the value was going up. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, it was, it's, I mean, this will be determined by judges and things like that. Kind of seems like a Ponzi scheme. You know what I mean? Of like, oh no, like I'm going to move money from here to there and then look how much money is going from here to there, et cetera, et cetera. It's inflating the value and things like that. Right. I won't bore you with the details, but basically one really big, like one really big um, investor kind of caught wind of that and said like, all right, I'm out and like cashed out $530 million worth of FTT. And w- and at that point, you got to think of it like a run on the bank. Everyone's like, right. oh God, we got to get out. Like we got to run. And so as a result, FTX is now filing for bankruptcy. So think about like E-Trade and having money in E-Trade and then that going bankrupt. Like mm. what happens to your money? And by the way, there is no um, FDIC as far as this is concerned. Like, right. You know, like an, sorry. Ahead. Yeah. N- non, non-regulated industry with cryptocurrency. I can only imagine what that running to the yes. virtual bank is like. So, so basically everybody – tried to withdraw their money all at once, like $6 billion worth of withdrawals and nobody could get their money. And then basically, uh, they were looked for a bailout. They didn't get it, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. That's the whole story of FTX. And I hope that I've done a decent enough job painting the picture. That is why, um, Sam Bankman Friedman or Sam Bankman Fried rather tweeted out on November 10th, uh, a long thread on Twitter. Shout out Twitter, by the way. Speaking of <laughs> well. billionaires making decisions, um, <laughs> where he tweeted out, and I'm going to edit this for uh, for a family audience. It starts with, "I'm sorry. That's the biggest thing. I effed up and should have known better, <laughs> or should have done better. I should say I should have done better. Same thing. Okay. End quote. So here's what I want to draw from this. One. One, I think that the biggest issue that he ran into and that we can draw from a leadership perspective is that transparency is always going to be critical. Like if you are not being transparent with people, if you're not being, especially with people that are trusting you, whether you're, you know, and he theoretically, you got to think of him as a leader, at least of this company and arguably the leader of like this, this cryptocurrency, like movement, one of the leaders, you need to be transparent with people. That's one thing. The other thing that I think is really interesting is cryptocurrency is there's a whole lot of risk. I think we all think about it. It's a very high it seems to me like a very high risk high reward type thing right now, right? Is that fair right. to say? That that's yeah, fair to say. And one of the things that I think is interesting is it may be a situation where you're making a decision and the numbers say, "Hey, you know what? 52% of the time you're going to double your money." right? Mm -hmm. I think as a leader, you owe it to the people that are on your team. You owe it to the people that you are working with, working alongside, working, you know, over theoretically. I think you owe it to them to consider the downside risk even more thoroughly. 
Do you know what I mean? That maybe there's a chance that he thought this was all going to work out and all the money was going to like, we were all going to get rich and, and, and this, and things were going to get, keep, keep, you know, keep going to the moon. Right. We mm-hmm. all thought that, the, but even if you thought that that was like a 55% chance, considering the downside risk is there's $6 billion <laughs> worth of money that goes away. I think you owe it to people to consider that. And I think that it can't be just, um, oh, well, this was like the numbers say that it's a 51% chance of this happening. So we should do it if the other 49% is like disaster. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And it, it brings to mind like 51%. Oh, more than half. Do you know how far away 51% is from 49%? Yeah. (laughs) Not, not that far. Right. yeah, no, that, that's a really good point. And, and and that's that's the thing that, you know, and I think you, this is one, one thing I've been thinking about as I've been reading a lot about this is that this guy seemed to be really playing with fire in a way that did not consider the possibility that it wouldn't work. And I think especially as a leader, when you are when you're in charge, so to speak, or at least when you're in some sort of leadership position, you have to, I don't want to say overcompensate for the downside risk, but certainly understand it fully before you make those decisions. That sometimes if it's, if it, if the, if the risk is too high, if like the downside is too high, then maybe you do pass up something that if it hits is going to be really worth something. Right. Right. I, I think that that is the that was the thing that I, I, I really drew from this was that this guy seemed to be and I don't you know, I don't know the guy and who knows what's going to come out in court and things like that. But the story seems to be. Someone who saw only the upside and didn't consider the bottomless pit of downside that if he was wrong or if this didn't work out, it would have hit. Hmm. That's what I've been thinking about this week as I've been reading about this uh, and and Kat Kismeskis is extremely <laughs> mad at me. I hope I did right by I hope I Kat, will you text me and let me know if I did a good job on this? Because I, I, I this is a fascinating story that like is changing still. But like I'm very interested in, 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 in this type of thing. And I uh, and I hope I did right by the story. But it's not like you can tell me you don't know. I mean, I thought I thought you did right in like explaining it in layman's terms. And I will say, you know, Kat, um, through the tears that you're inevitably crying right now, um, let's just let's just shout out Shiro. Right. I I think I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, that's her Um, her company. That's her company and and her app. I'm I'm still learning. I'm but a simple, simple simpleton. Yeah. Shiro uh, Health. Learning about uh, blockchain, blockchain and anyway. <laughs> it is on the blockchain. Anyway, yeah, that's a fascinating story, Greg. So there Thank you go. You. That's that's today's crypto corner here on the Rylocast. <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna get to something uh, that doesn't need a whole lot of explanation. We're just gonna talk to our good friend Alyssa Larson. Here comes our conversation with Alyssa Larson here on the Rylocast. Oh, Josie. Oh, Greg. It's it's hard to schedule guests sometimes when they decide not to live in God's time zone, but that's what we've done tonight. 
because joining us from I'm checking my notes here mountain time is our guests at this evening our good friend Alyssa Larson. Hi, Alyssa. Hello, uh, Alyssa. Hello. Sorry, I totally botched that. That's fine. Go ahead Hi. and say hello, Alyssa. Hi, both of you. I feel very honored to be here. Like I just said, I feel like a celebrity. Where? So where are you coming to us from? Where in, in some godforsaken time zone? Uh, I'm in Denver, Colorado. Okay. God, Denver. <laughs> Denver's like, Denver has become like Ryla Hub West. <laughs> yeah, it really has. I've got, I've got a lot of people out here right now. We got Katie, we got Cody, we got Stephanie. Yeah, you guys are, you guys are, you know, you're leeching off of all of our people. I don't appreciate it. As no, a, everybody should come here. Come to Denver. Just leave Texas and come to me. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. You guys heard her. Uh, <laughs> That's that's an edict. Um, okay, Alyssa, we do appreciate you taking some time to chat with us here on the Rylacast, which you admitted you've never listened to. So that's what's going to make what's going to be great is that that means that all of my questions are going to be fresh and interesting. So I'll start with this. Um, okay. Can you tell us a little bit about your Ryla story? What brought you to camp, and 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 what you've what you kind of your what your experience has been like? Yeah, what brought me to camp? Well. Uh, I was actually an office aide in high school. <laughs> uh, I liked kind of kissing the teacher's butts a little bit. And um, you might not want to put that in there, I guess. <laughs> but Oh, no, and- <laughs> I do not have the ability to edit this, to be very clear. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, and so, you know, I'm sitting behind the office and desk, and the, the girl that works up there told me about this camp. And... I thought it sounded kind of cool, but like it wasn't that big of a deal, whatever. And I applied. I did my interview, which I did in my volleyball like practice outfit. And I was sweaty and probably did not take it very seriously, to be honest. I don't even really remember it that well. Um, and of all the, and I, you know, I wasn't really in any extracurriculars, but volleyball, to be honest. I don't know why I got chosen, but I did. And, you know, my mom got real excited and I think her excitement got me more excited. So I went for it and I did it. And, you know, like everybody says, I'm sure they have on here. It was incredible. And I feel like, felt like I came out a different person and I could go into the nitty gritties of like what went on during that time. But, yeah, it was kind of, it didn't feel like I was supposed to be there until it ended and it made sense why I was there, if that makes sense. <laughs> that that does make sense. And I, yeah. I think that that might be a good lead into this next one. So yeah. um, can you maybe tell us why you stay involved given, you know, that it started out with your, um, I'll call it impromptu interview, but as you said, you know, may not have taken it that seriously. What yeah. What what motivates you to stay involved? Yeah. Um, well, at the time that I went to camp, I wasn't really sure about my friend group in high school. And, it, you know, it just, I don't know, it just didn't quite feel right. And after seeing the energy between the staff at camp, to be honest, my, to, my cabin 
was great, but we didn't really seem to click as much as the other cabins. But what I really fed off of and noticed was the energy between the staff and like the staff and us. And it just kind of opened my eyes to what relationships could be like. And so, uh, when I left, I was like, I am going to own, I'm going to try to cultivate that environment for myself. And I stayed involved. And not only did I gain that through the Ryla family, but I now I feel like I have cultivated that environment with the people that I surround myself with today. So I think I kind of have my livelihood <laughs> to, uh, to thank Ryla for. Okay, so let's get some some basic background information. Yeah. Where'd you where'd you go to high school? I went to high school in Anna, Texas. Anna okay. High School. Go Coyotes. And then what was <laughs> um what did you where'd you go to college? I went to college at Baylor University in Waco, okay. Texas. Okay. Uh and now what do you do for a living? <laughs> I am now a project coordinator at Denver Health, which is a hospital that's pretty much smack in the middle of the city here in Denver. So, so then what would you say, like looking back on your involvement with camp and then your involvement since then and the things that you've taken from, from the program, uh, how can you point to some things and some ways in which you take the things that you use, you, you got from camp and, and use them in, in your kind of everyday life in your career, things like that? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like kind of broadly, I have taken this approach to, all of my jobs and career life so far is just, and and obviously this is something I took from Ryla, um, is just being unabashedly myself. Um, I've never really been good at having like a, a customer service voice and like, <laughs> like, I don't know, putting on a front, like I'm just myself and it seems to be working out so far. Um, and I kind of, I think kind of leading like from that is, and you're going to have to remind me of what we call it at camp, but it's the activity we do with the animals and you get assigned an animal. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Like the, oh boy, I don't, I don't even know what we call it. But yeah, you basically. The archetypes. Yeah, yeah. The archetype. That's it. That's the fancy yeah. word. Good job, Josie. Good Thanks. job, Josie. Thank you. Um, I was kind of mind blown that I, I found myself at work doing pretty much that same exact activity. And I didn't really tie the two together until we did it, but it has helped me tremendously to just be aware that not everybody is the same type of person that I am, I guess, to put it simply, everybody approaches things and thinks about and processes and, um, I guess, acts on and all of those things differently. And that activity really, like, I'm, I think about that activity at least once a week when I'm interacting with people at work and it helps me I think have better relationships at work and just work with people in general better. So speaking of working with people, um, <laughs> how was your, was this your first year as a counselor? Oh yes, it was. <laughs> how was that? How was it that was, whole experience? Yeah. Okay. I was so nervous and I don't know if you guys know, but I was not supposed to be the, the like main counselor at first. I was going to be a counselor in training and the counselor I was, that was 
you know, going to be the counselor before me. She just wasn't able to make it. And I, you know, they asked like, do you just want to step up and do it? And I was like, I mean, I'm not going to say no, but I am freaking nervous. Um, so I was shaking when I went in, but it was absolutely incredible. Like it was better than any, any camp experience I've had of all of them so far. The most rewarding. So, uh, now we've got our hooks in you and, and you're just like, you know, we're, we're not going to let you out uh, anymore of, of the program. Um, despite your decision to live in mountain time. Um, so this is the opportunity where we want to give you, we want to give you an opportunity to plug something. We just want to give okay. you the floor. This is, you have a wide audience. Many people are saying millions of people, not including you, of course, but millions <laughs> of people listen to this podcast. And so if there's something you'd like to tell millions of people about, this is your opportunity. Okay. Well, I was thinking about it and, you know, it really put into perspective that I probably need to read a book right about now. So if you're one of the people like me that hasn't read a book in a long time, don't fret. It's you're not alone. Um, But, you know, what I have kind of felt lately is just everything is so crazy and you're also not alone and feeling that way. And I what I found solace in is finding a hobby, which I also feel like I didn't really have for a minute, just through the craziness. And I love playing, I love playing pool. And it's just my little little escape from all of the other things. And it's, yeah, it just doesn't mean anything, but it's fun. And I got to recommend to find a hobby. (laughs) How, okay. How good are you at pool? I mean, you can ask Katie and John. <laughs> oh, are you a shark? Oh, she's a pool shark. <laughs> <laughs> I do okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, you know, you know who says that kind of stuff? <laughs> pool sharks. You know who also says that? People who are like, I needed a hobby, so I picked up pool. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I needed a hobby, so I picked up street fighting. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, okay. Hey, whatever floats your boat, but okay. you just, I, you need something. I, I have one more question, Josie, if that's okay. Go for it. I, I just need to ask about you have a significant other in your life. His name is Kevin. And um, I understand that you and Kevin recently went through, I, I don't mean to air your dirty laundry here, but, <laughs> okay. but you and Kevin recently went through a very difficult time. And I was wondering if you could maybe expand on that for, for the audience. Cause I think this could be really instructive about kind of painting the picture of, you know, really getting the, the full scope of, of what your life is like. Yeah. Yeah. This is my life. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I like to keep Kevin on a very long leash. You know, mm-hmm. I let him go out and do whatever he wants and he always comes home and, you know, this past week, last mm-hmm. week, he didn't come home. And, uh, we, you know, obviously I'm stressing really hard. I am calling, I'm knocking on all the neighbor's doors. Have you seen Kevin? Here's a picture of what he looks like. And at about five 30 in the morning, Kevin waltzed right into the doors and we had ourselves a little conversation about trust and, uh, and yeah, so he's grounded right now. And by the way, Kevin is a cat. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't know if we were going to get to that part. Uh, he's grounded until he's got an air tag on him so that I can sock him 24 7. Okay. okay. Um, that, Josie, that's about all I have. Do you have anything else for our, for our special guest, Alyssa? Uh, n- nothing. <laughs> that's I mean, an ender. I, that's, that's an ender. Yeah, I got nothing. No, I. I 
Um, no, I've been thinking. I've been thinking a lot about. Uh, you know, we are in God's time zone, Greg. But a close second, I think, would be that mountain time zone. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um. I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's rank the. Let's get our. Let's get our official time zone rankings. We'll start with Alyssa. Rank the time zones. Let's just go with the four continental United States time zones. Okay, I was about to say because I don't know. I I okay. barely four that are. I'll go. I'll go first. <laughs> I'll go first then. Okay. In first place is Central Time Zone. That is God's time zone. Everything should be set to Central Time. In second place probably is Mountain. Um, Why is that? But it's close. I think it's because it's the closest to um, to God's time zone um, and 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 to, to Central. Third place is Pacific. Pacific Time Zone is okay, um, but. Uh, it, it throws me off because like there are things that are supposed to start late that start early mm-hmm. and, and it makes me very tense. And in last place, and I mean in deep last place mm-hmm. is Eastern time zone. Eastern time zone mm-hmm. is garbage and we should just, we should never go back. There's no reason to ever go to the Eastern time zone. Yeah. It's, it's too far ahead of everything else. What are we doing having the news at 11 o'clock? What are we doing? Exactly. I'm old. Oh, do you guys want to know a fun fact? Oh, my God. I just remember this. Um, I <laughs> I was talking to my friends from Texas, and I had just moved to Denver, and I'm talking about the time zones. And I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I live in the mountain. I'm in the mountain time zone because we're, like, you know, higher up. <laughs> like altitude determines thought, what time it is i thought it did you know but it oh, turns no. out that that's that's spectacular yeah, yeah. I, know, I know i shouldn't honestly tell that story but no, well yeah. now you get to use all that to millions of people uh, <laughs> Alyssa larson our special guest here on the rila cast Alyssa, thank you so much for your time and uh in, enjoy the snow i guess and, and tell kevin we said hi Yes, I will. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's good to talk to both of you. I miss you both so much. And our thanks once again to Alyssa Larson, live on tape from Colorado, joining us here on the Rylacast. Let's go now to our good friend, Andrew Josiutz, to close us out. Well, thank you, Greg. And um, I'm, I'm still reeling from that fascinating story. Uh, I've got some reading up to do. Oh, um, on, the, on the Bitcoin thing? Or on the, on the, Bitcoin sorry, on the thing. cryptocurrency thing? Cryptocurrency and Alyssa's, uh, Alyssa's Kevin. Um, yeah, there's just a lot to unpack in this episode. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, but but this, it ties together, in my opinion, you guys, you know, hey, um, comment below if, it, if you think differently. Um, you know, when things don't go well, as a leader, you essentially have have two options. Um, you know, you can kind of ghost your your followers of like kind of just hope everything goes away, which uh spoiler alert, nothing goes away when you mess up. Um, whether it's losing six billion dollars of people's money or making a bad call at your, your job or, or whatever, um, extracurricular you're involved in, uh, or you can face the music. And I think it's really critical here because, um, the, the idea that, you know, if you, if you own up to your mistakes, everything's just going to go, Oh, Hey, what a, what a stand up person, you know, you owned up to your mistakes, uh, consequences 
still happen to good people. Um, that's a good, that's a great point. And it's, I'm not trying to like scare everybody, but it's, it's a, it's a really tough pill to swallow when you're faced with that decision. And I will say from a leadership podcast, which we are, I would recommend taking that hard road because the, the amount of respect, um, you're going to gain from, from doing that and owning up to your mistakes and saying, you know, being transparent to your point, Greg, from earlier of mm-hmm. saying, you know, this is why I made the decision. This is what I thought was going to happen, you know, and it didn't play out that way. Now you're going to have some people that, you know, have an opinion of you that's probably not going to change, but the the vast majority of people I think will stick around. Um, mm-hmm. And that, uh, you know, you know me, I'm a, I'm a CBS show guy on here on the Rila cast. I love it. So I'm going to bring it back to survivor, which uh, shout out to John Warder. If we're just, we're bringing all the alumni in on this, uh, this episode Man, this is great. <laughs> John's a big survivor fan and he got uh, Joni and me into it the last couple of years. And there's a, I don't know if you know the premise of survivor. There's, it's essentially Rila. Uh, three Ryla cabins on an island in Fiji with no supplies. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Um, <laughs> and there's a, you know, they, they have a different, you know, challenges and things, but one of them is uh, they take a person from each tribe and they make them go on a long walk and they have to make a decision at the end. And typically the decision involves risking or, or keeping their vote. And, you know, if you lose a challenge, you have to vote someone off the island. And the, that part's always fascinating to me because it's a, it's obviously a reality show. So you have people explaining their rationale behind either risking your vote or keeping your vote safe. And Mm -hmm. some of these challenges, you know, three people, if, if all of them risk their vote, you've got a 33% chance. But if two of them risk their vote, you have a 50% chance of reaching your hand in and getting a, an advantage. Um, so that, that risk reward thought process is, is interesting because it's, it's not always one way to do it. You know, as you go further into the game, you may have somebody that, that is down and out and just needs a win. And so they're going to be more apt to take that risk than somebody who's maybe feeling a little bit more comfortable, um, and I feel like that's a little microcosm for life is, you know, it's, it's a roller coaster. We have our ups and downs and you just have to evaluate when you're a leader at, at specific intervals. Um, mm-hmm. and just thought that's, uh, that's something to yeah. leave you with. I like that a lot, Josie. And I think we can learn a lot from the hit CBS <laughs> reality show survivor, which I know John Warder is pumping his fist about. He's like, finally, it's something I like on the show. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Thank you, Josie. Thank you for doing that. Um, a reminder that this Saturday is day seven, Riley day seven. So, uh, RSVP, if you haven't sign up for that, if you haven't, they, they need, they need names. Uh, we're both going to be there, right? I'm going to be there at least. I'm going to be there. Okay. Then I guess we'll both be there. Um, and we will, uh, so we will see you all there. Um, and that's going to do it for us. We do thank you for, we hope you will uh, go to Ryla5810.org and check out all the cool things we got popping over there follow us on our all our socials uh this that and the other uh and uh if you like this podcast tell uh please rate subscribe and tell a friend and and here with an antiquated way of telling a friend about the rylacast is josie 
Yes, in the spirit of being on Survivor, um, go ahead and, and fashion a fire and fill it with leaves and do smoke signals SOS to encourage people to listen to the rally cast. That's going to be like smoke a, signals. Yeah, I was going to say that's going to be tough, but like I respect the, the energy it's going to take. Uh, Josie, thanks for your time. Thanks, Craig. Talk to you next week on the Rylacast. Cast.